people actually don't know what they want. There's a famous quote I love. It's never fool, never fool yourself, but remember you're the easiest to fool. People yeah. just don't understand enough about what they want. So there's literally thousands of dentists that are listening to, to a message that says, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to do this. And they're on the wrong path. And at least if they are on the right path, this is a pressure test for them to say, what is it that I really want? What does my career really mean to me? You know, when you say, would I rather deal with dentists or patients? That's one layer to it. You know, I've had Mm -hmm. people say to me all the time, I want what you have. Well, why? Because I want to make money when I'm not working. I'll say, well, come to my office, 50 people in a box. I love it. It uniquely suits an extrovert. I'm an energy vampire. I want to suck everybody's energy up. But if you're an introvert and you're going to build a 13,000 square foot dental office with 12 doctors and 50 team, you're going to be freaking miserable. So know thyself is the first tenant, you know, for for our our summit. And, and I mean, obviously you can take your team on, on, you know, an event that's going to be a lot of fun and maybe a little bit of learning, but I, I see you can actually have it all. You can have the three F's. You can actually learn because learning is fun. It can be in a great event, a great venue like the Wynn Hotel, and it can be beneficial from an ROI standpoint. You don't have to pick and choose. And the ROI here, like you guys, you guys have great comment. ROI to me is relationships opportunity and the impact we have on others peter right uh, and, and money though too yeah. i mean and money yeah Do you waste money by being too cheap to bring your team to CE? Raise your hand if you've done that. I have done that myself. It's Paul, Dr. Nacho Goodman, talking with the Bulletproof guys. I'm going to have them introduce themselves to our audience. I know some of you guys know them already. But I'd like to start off with a spicy question. Have you been too cheap to bring your team to CE? Have you gone to a course and invested money in you? You go back to your office, and no one knows what you're talking about. No one knows why you're excited. Peter, you inspired me to kind of start with this question. So I'd love if you answer the question and then also just orient our audience as to who you are and what you do in this dentisting world. Good. All right. Well, I can, I can answer. So I'm Peter Bolden. Uh, I've been a dentist for 20 years now, Paul. 20 years. uh, I'm in Atlanta, born and raised, and I will get right to your question. Um, I was that guy for so many years, right? I was a CE junkie. And I'm not sure in hindsight, it moved the needle as much as it could have had I looped in some of my key implementers, my hygienists, assistants, office managers, right? I would go to a CE that was expensive, be super hyped. And when I got home, I, I was met with a lot of friction because no one had the, the experience that I had. No one had the intel that I had. So I felt like, gosh, no one understands. And it was it was just a lot of friction getting things implemented. So Craig and I, when we kind of set out on, you know, we, this will be now the sixth conference that we've had for Bulletproof. Um, we're evolving more and more into into encouraging people to bring the team because we've seen we've seen the impact that that has, Paul. And, and before uh, I go to Craig, I mean, I'm just I'm trying to walk the walk in this moment. This morning, busy Monday morning, I paused both of my companies to then to sit. And watch Ripe Global. I got to introduce you to them, one of our sponsor partners, because their um, co-founders here explaining what Ripe Global does. And what I wanted to, my team know is how exciting it is for dentists to learn more about this. And I wanted them to feel that energy. And you said, Peter, and we get to Craig, that's basically, that was some of the missing piece too. You came back excited, just in a normal human emotion. And they kind of had no idea. And they probably had some FOMO about it. Would that be accurate? 
FOMO and like, look, you're, what you're trying to do is encourage alignment. I think once you finally figure that out as a business owner and practice owner and getting your team aligned to, for the goals and the mission that you're on, like that's your leverage as the owner. It's not like, oh, I came home with tons of new IP for my brain to stay in my brain. Like it's trapped, it's trapped. And so until you unlock that and you incorporate the team, I think it's just, I, you know, is it helpful? Of course, but is it as impactful as it should or could have been? No. Right. And because it's, it's also, I don't, they haven't invented this yet. They might at some point, people don't live inside your head. So when you hear yeah, this, right. you come home and say, why aren't you excited about New XYZ? So Craig, we've had a chance to connect uh, over the years here. I always admire what you do. You can answer the question of, have you been too cheap to bring your team to CE? And then also catch our audience up, orient them as to who you are and what you do. Sure. Thanks, Paul. Good to be here. So Craig Spodak, uh, third generation dentist, uh, been practicing for 25 years. Holy smokes. That's crazy. Um, yes, I have been too cheap, um, uh, to enroll my entire team in the CE. But frankly speaking, when I was pressed up against the wall and was seeking out CE, I went more clinical and I thought the answers to everything was just to learn more, better clinical okay. dentistry. And it really didn't fit my, business um, objective, which was to scale an operation, have multiple dentists, a team that was here to support the mission that I was trying to accomplish. So for me, I realized quickly that knowledge is not power, execution's power. And you can go- gobble up all the CE you want, but if it doesn't get implemented, it doesn't move the needle on the who gives yeah. a crap meter. So our yeah, mission is... I'm sorry. I like the name of that meter. I'm going to make one here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's really what matters. And patients, although your CE, your clinical CE is a necessary portion of a well-balanced dental diet, it is not the only thing you need to understand how to lead, manage and um, advance a team. And that does not exist at the level that I wish it did in the CE world. So my hope is that um, people come to our summit, learn from it, and it inspires more providers and more educational components to to actually learn how to lead your team and invest in your team and get your practice to where you want it to be, because that's the secret sauce. I For many years of my practice, I walked around believing that I was the only person that cared, and it almost ruined my business, almost ruined my life, and uh, it doesn't inspire people when you feel that way. So um, I love that answer. And I mean, I'm, I will interject, you know, I love to already give this who gives a crap meat or other things And that. I think when you also bring your team, it's about their morale and your morale, not just say money. Dennis seems to be overly focused on the ROI, which I call not necessarily money, but relationships, opportunities and impact. It also elevates your team into meeting people that they would never meet otherwise without bringing them there. And I'm just like incredibly proud that I get to do that inside my dental office and also my dental nachos world. So there's so many things that don't show up on that proverbial uh, stat sheet of basketball, right, that you get to do. So I will share before we move on to the summit. I've done this a lot, guys. And maybe since you're like quasi, you know, dental celebrities, that was the first aha moment of our podcast and show. And I would love if aha would sponsor us sometime. I've done this many times, Peter and Craig, and not once has aha reached out to sponsor. But maybe you guys take a screenshot with these celebrities on. This could be the moment. Moment, the aha moment. Don't be too cheap to bring your team to see you. So I appreciate that, guys. Oh God, that. So while we're going to dig into a lot of things <laughs> and reveal your story, I want to talk about the thing. And the thing is your summit. And you've been kind enough to ask me to participate as a speaker. And I just tell us now some details like, you know, when is this summit? 
what happens during the summit? And, you know, to use a classic question, what was your why in creating it? So either you guys could take that or each of you could go for it, Pete. Um, yeah. So the summit, this summit is like, I think I mentioned, this is probably the sixth one. Um, you know, uh, we make this joke that, you know, six years ago, we wanted to have our first summit. We were like, look, we don't know if this is going to work or not. We were in a little small, little small, uh, room in St. Regis. And, uh, that was our first one. This was probably 2017. And Craig and I had really kind of just met each other. I mean, around yeah. a year before. And, um, and we kind of launched off on this journey and it was our contention, Paul, that, that, that summits were still very valuable, um, and meetings because people seem to educate themselves. They, they need to get away from their environment. Like zooms yeah. are great and all, but we were all sick and tired of them after COVID yeah. and you need to transpose your position. You need to get out of your own environment. You really need to, you really need to sit and, and be intentional with the time away from your practice, right. To think about the next yeah. levels of that, what you want to do. And, and we just, and, and so Craig and I saw a lot of value in that, but we also saw a lot of value in going to really nice places. We could have done these in holiday inns and double trees and they're great hotels, but they're not transformative in their nature. So yeah. we said, what if we could have, you know, like-minded dentists in a room wanting to learn how to level up their practice in a really kind of vacation level style practice, something that looks really spectacular. It tr- it's treating you and you feel, you feel like you, you kind of at your deserve level. And I so love that deserve level comment. I want to interject a couple things there. And that um, one, it's really important to get away from your practice to work on your practice. I'll use this example. It'd be like trying to teach me how to be a better parent while my four-year-old was having a meltdown. Totally. And I'd probably be like, not now. I'm bribing her, right? This is my four-year-old who negotiates better than a DSO in our office, in my house. <laughs> And uh, there's two ways, two outcomes. You either give her her way or everybody loses. So if I went, if I went to a parenting CE, it should She's be domestic terrorist. Away. Yes. And I also <laughs> want to share, you brought up some. So I did this thing. I do this thing called Super Dentist Boost. It's great. I want to tell you guys about it. I did it in person. But I said, I don't want to miss out when there's the pandemic. So I did it in 2021 in February online. Two full days. Might have been three full days. Lineups of speakers. But I was standing behind this screen and I'm not joking. When it was done on Sunday, I was kind of mildly depressed, right? Because I was like, there's nobody here to hang out with. There's nobody here to get a margarita with. There's nobody here to get nachos. My wife went with me. She was nice. And it was a very weird energy. I put this entire thing on. I helped dentistry and I love Zoom for awareness. But to take action, you still have to go face to face. And I really applaud you to just keep on doing the work of the Lord GV black of trying to get dentists together in person. So uh, Craig, why don't you add to that with the summit? Why? And just, just for details, I know my team has it and they're dropping there. This summit is August 11th and 12th in Las Vegas. You're picking another iconic spot before we get to your uh, MBG money back guarantee. Craig, tell us a little about your why. Well, wait, let me, let me, I want to fix something before sure. Craig something. So we went, that was going down the evolution pathway. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Remember, yeah. So now, so just like you mentioned, we have the wind now it started off in the St. Regis and it's equally great hotel, but it started off in a little tiny room. Now we actually have the ballroom That's of awesome. the St. Re- of the wind. Um, and we've got this incredible rate for people and we can kind of talk about that later, but it's really, we wanted to make it affordable and possible and transformative and put you in a cool place that everyone wants to go. And that was kind of the, the, the emphasis of win. All right, Craig, now you okay. jump in. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, uh, for Peter and I, it started off as like, let's just see how it goes. And I remember the, after the first day we saw all the dentists hanging out afterwards and Peter and I like stood back and like reflected, like, look at what we created, look at this community. And um, we have several, you know, potentially hundreds of people that have gone to, you know, two or three summits. 
And it's just great to see people in the community, having them come now after six years and saying, Hey, I implemented this from the first time. And I mean, I had a guy, yeah. I sat next to him at one of our recent summits. He's like, look, I've implemented everything you've ever told me. You're one of my favorite people. I'm like, Oh shit. Like you better not get to know me more because I'm going to disappoint you. <laughs> I'm like, tell me a little bit about your practice. He's like, yeah, $26 million top line, $6 million EBITDA. I'm like, what, 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 what did you just say? I'm like, so like, he's like, you know, it's just, it's cool to see what's been created and the spirit of serving dentistry. Peter and I love dentistry. We feel like, you know, the bulletproof analogy comes from this idea that there are bullets raining in on dentistry, whether it's corporate pressure or different things. We need to stand together, lock arms as brothers and sisters. And what we try to create, and I think we do a good job is creating a sense of community. So the, the, the lasting effects of the summit go well beyond just what's, what to uh, achieve there. And it is important important that it's in a transformational, inspiring space like the wind or Terrane in, in Los Angeles that we had, because if you really, you, you need to get inspired. If you're going to recreate your practice, you're going to recreate what you want, your game plan for your practice, your leadership team. This is a great environment because it's inspiring and beautiful and it's very important to us. I mean, it's just kind of part of the bulletproof value proposition for us that we, we feel I, love I want to get to this next, you know, I do a few things. Well, you know, a lot of things, not well opportunities for improvement. My wife would say a lot of opportunities for improvement, but I actually am very good at shooting a basketball. Like I can walk onto a court and hit NBA length threes. I was good in high school. I've broken down the form. I did a, I've gone to basketball camps. So I walk the shooting walk. If there's a senior NBA, I'm trying out for it. I don't think there is one, but I, I will send a, you guys senior says, NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Between the two of you, you walk the walk with your practices. So tell us a little bit about the revenue of your, of your practice group. EBITDA, if you're comfortable, spectacular EBITDA, it's real and spectacular. And um, why that, that you think that that matters when you role model it. And it doesn't mean coaches are bad who don't play the game all the time. We're not saying that, but more just to inspire my, my audience to say, this is why I should go see these guys. They walk this three point shooting walk every day. Craig, go ahead. You're good at yeah. yeah. So I think it, 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 you know, and listen, maybe it's born out of a bias on my own head. So I want to be careful how I say it, but I've always, you know, I want to learn from people who have actually been there and done that. And and maybe that bias is not serving me as well, but it, but it does. Peter and I got into this because we're like, you know, he hired this one guy and I heard this other lady and we were both lamenting how expensive it was and how it didn't do anything for us. And the commonality between two of these coaches, what they had never actually built something that we wanted to create. And I'm not saying that that is not possible. You brought the analogy of coach. And I love the idea that Tiger Woods's golf coach may not play as good of golf as Tiger, but he's yeah. still a great coach. So you don't need to have done it. But Peter and I both feel fairly strongly that we have the chops. We have the ground game. We have a, you know, $40 million of top line wow. revenue, which we actually built ourselves. We had the breakdowns, the scars, the yeah. same common problems. And, and funny enough, before Peter and I formally met each other, we were following each other. Like this guy's got cool things. He's doing Atlanta. And Peter felt the same way. It was like a, it was like an online bromance that was hatching. And like when we got together. It was our Paul Rudd can play you in the movie, Peter. You're a Paul Rudd. I'll think of someone for you, Craig, along the way. But okay. in the dental bromance that. movie, Paul Rudd will be you. While you keep going, Craig, I'll think of someone for you, or someone can pop in who could play. <laughs> okay, yeah, John Justin Berlin is going to play me in my made-for-TV movie. So yeah, I'm going to get him for that one. I, I like this. this is, uh, I don't even remember what I was saying, but anyway. Well, you were Peter, saying I, that you guys were you guys were using, and this is where the power of online comes in. And I actually remember your first summit and seeing that in the, in the very origins of Facebook. I think it was Miami or maybe where it was. I just remember. So you were saying 
you're aware of each other online. You think this person's doing something cool and it inspired. Yeah, but it was our common, it was our common like frailties or common missteps or like shit that happened to you too, dude. I'm yeah. like, Oh, that happened. Not only that happened, but this happened. So really it was, it was the spirit behind it was like, can we just pay this forward? Can we help other people not get their ass kicked? Like we had to get it kicked. So if, if yeah. we could just wave a magic wand, we'd want to transfer the pain that we went through to other people that are up and coming so that they don't have to have the scars that we did. That's, I mean, in essence, that's what to be a bulletproof practice. Uh, I like having, is. we have some spicy things here. I think the next kind of takeaway is uh, smart people learn from the ass kickings of others, right? You know, so you don't yeah. have to get your own ass kicked. That's way different. That, that brings up a lot of emotion. So this is a great story. And I really want, I talk about awareness, attention, just find out momentum. People are aware that this, we're putting attention and awareness on this. Deepen our understanding for my dental people. What happens at this summit? What's the content? Who are some of the speakers? Why, if they go there, are they going to be worth the investment? And I'll let you guys tell me about your 10, 10x money back guarantee. But first, I'll, just I'll talk about kind of that. some of the curriculum. And then, Craig, you can jump in on the, um, so, so Paul, we, you know, years ago, I remember hearing um, someone, I forget who was speaking, but he was talking about dentistry being this massive complexity. And, and if you get it right, it's like lightning striking and all this shit. And I'm sitting here thinking like, that is not true. That is not true. Right. Yes. Running a dental practice is hard. So, so I kind of spent a long time developing this, something called the bulletproof pathway, which, which Craig has now, you know, augmented by filling in. And it's really, I said, look, it's, it's really not that complex. I'm not saying it's not hard, but it's not that complex. And so we reverse engineered kind of what we, what we think everyone should be going through at all phases of the life cycle of a dentist, meaning the same as a startup, the same as a 20 year practice. It's going through the same methodologies, just a little bit different, a little bit different variations. And so we start kind of with, with the human, the dentist, that's going to be the one who's implementing this. And Craig is really gifted in kind of pulling the vision out of people. Right, pulling their their authentic vision, the not plan, the copy yeah. and paste, not the copy and paste one that they heard someone say at a conference. It's like I went three practices and this and that. It's <laughs> getting to like authentic, authentic happiness. So we start kind of in the vision. We then talk about how you how you actually build. When I say build, I mean maybe it's the infrastructure, maybe it's building a team culture, maybe it's maybe it's building the facilities, whatever you want to do. Then we kind of get into the marketing aspects and kind of talk about new and current marketing. Then we talk about even enrolling people. Um, right. And like phone call verbiage, things like this, the first visit. And how do you retain the patient? How do you recapture the patient? How do you get referrals? Yeah. And then how do you measure all the shit, all the stuff you've done before that? Right. And then th at the very bottom, we talk a lot about the master KPI, which, which Craig says is the fulfillment. None of this matters. If you're not happy, if you're not, if it, if you're I, not I love this. I want to interject before I go to Craig, a couple things. The next movie I'll bring up is varsity blues, because, you know, maybe you don't want someone else's EBITDA life, right? I don't want that EBITDA life. And what I want to share with this is I think, you know, a lot of workout places embody a lot of uh, positivity and, and acceptance. Like I went to Barry's boot camp recently, Arn's theory. And what I think is pretty amazing about those places is you literally have people who are like Olympic style athletes neck working out next to me, a new mom, and everyone's like cheering each other on and nobody makes anyone feel less than. And right. the things that you do is it's not about who has 
the best or highest even is it is it for you and do you want to work on get making it better and i think it's well, cool you probably let me interject someone a hundred grand go ahead let me interject one more story then craig i want you to jump in but like paul you we have also uh throughout each year we do a year-long mastermind course so it's the people who come and they go to the they go to the summit and then just it changes their mind and then they really want to dive deep so we have you know 25 to 30 dentists that we coach all year long and what we found is, is that what, what someone invariably, when someone starts and says, this is my vision, this is my goals, these are the things, by the time we break it down, it becomes something completely different. And now it's an authentic vision, one that's essentially bulletproof, right? It was the copy and paste. I went three locations. Well, why? Well, blah, blah. And they try to defend it. And then ultimately, you, by, the end, by midway through the year of our curriculum, it's like, well, I really just want one. I want more time and freedom. And I just want to I, really want to. I, I think one of the things that happens to dentists and people, I'm a huge Gary Vee fan, is people don't even know what their dreams feel like. And then they right. feel them and they're like, I don't enjoy this feeling of my dream. Right. And I mean, he's the one that says, I got friends who do companies do 5 million. They were happy. Someone told them to go to 15 million and now they're miserable. And why they do it, that. Right? And yeah. there's and depression I, that sets in at that point because yeah. you're yeah, like, I think that's oh my gosh, thing. is this it? And yeah. you, all you were doing was going with what someone it's not. And that's why I was saying Craig is really gifted at just really extracting the authentic one in that. And that's when, I, that's when life just takes off in my opinion. Yeah. And I think we're fighting a current, there's a current in dentistry and it's unfortunate. It's this, you, you should do this, leave the chair, be CEO, have five locations. Here's, here's the four easy steps to $7 million or whatever, the, whatever the new thing is. And I, I think that for an impressionable young dentist out there, they see that and they just hijack that vision. And like, that's what I want. What Peter's speaking to when we had our mastermind retreat in Salt Lake three weeks ago, finally, it was an emotional thing with that, with that, with that doctor. And he's like, you no, guys, I just want a lake house. I'm like, great. How much is a lake house? I don't know, 700 well, a lake grand. Like, house okay. So I can give my kids the experience that so, I had. So like, you don't like, want that's the my six driver. practices like, and 27 <laughs> associates? Okay, because you just want a lake house? Wonderful. And that's what Peter and I love about dentistry is it can be exactly what you want it to be. And unfortunately, there's a very strong narrative to say it should be this. And it should be exactly what you want. So at Bulletproof, we just focus on it's okay. It's not about an EBITDA game. You right. know, it's, it's not at all. I, I, some of my worst years and my lowest fulfilled years were years I made the most money at. And we talk about this all the time. Life's ultimate bottom line is, is your happiness. And you're, you know, and, and we have to be very intentional about that. And unfortunately, the narrative is so strong. Most dentists, when you really start pulling back the questions and peeling back the onion, you realize they actually don't want what they're telling you they want. And we are helping them get to something that they don't even want. So it's a stripping down process. Figure out what you want. If you have a spiritual identity, maybe you can incorporate that into your practice game plan. If you have a philanthropic background or you with a basketball background, you could be that coach. Dentistry can be what you want it to be. And can we, I jump pick on this, please, Paul? Please. Do we have a second? I can yeah, sure. On. So this is something that we've kind of developed here recently, which, you know, because Craig and I both feel very passionate about dentistry being probably the best profession you could ever ask for. And that reason I say this is because it allows allows you the freedom of direction. And when I say direction, I mean, if you want more time, you can build your practice to create more time. Right. If you want to optimize for scale or real estate, then you can optimize your practice for real estate and scaling up. If you want more, if you want to optimize for just profits and driving EBITDA and, and having something that, that's, that's a little more carefree, you can. So it's all these things. If you want to optimize for leadership, if you want to optimize for philanthropy, you can, you have a vehicle it gives you the freedom of the direction of you want. You are never trapped in dentistry. And that, I, feel like I love that, Peter. I mean, this is why I changed the job connect logo. I'll talk to a solo GP who makes $627,000 a year 
and they say, my family says I never see them, but I can't take Fridays off. I'll make less money. I go, would you rather make $510,000 a year and have Fridays off? They go, yes. I go, well, just get an associate. And it, it's just this this race that Dennis, there's no winning to the end. Throwing the baby out with the bathwater that so, you always see. It's going now, from 100 miles an hour to they want yeah, they to make this Screw solution. it. Let me it's sell the whole zero. thing. That's I also want to share um, in this moment, my wife has better friends than me because this morning we sat down for coffee and she goes, I got invited to the Bruce Springsteen concert by my friend. I go, I don't get invited to these things myself, right? So <laughs> she's going to go see Springsteen, typical New Jersey guy. And I immediately thought, you know, what songs is he going to play if I was going, right? So let's talk a little bit about the summit. So we go to a lot of these summits and I know they're filled with awesome content, but tell me a little bit about, and I'm personally curious, like what are some of the songs that get played there? From the vision, is there stuff? I'm just curious. Overhead reduction, born to run. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that for Bruce Springsteen. Greg, go no, ahead. This is, uh, is Greg. What are some it's of definitely a, a little bit more hardcore hip hop, uh, a lot of profanity. We get complaints you, about that. We you know, have they don't this year's who are some of the people that have presented? Not for name dropping, more just so we get context so, of like who's so la- there talking. Last year we had our moderator, which was moderator, which was Carissa Kucha. She's the right hand person to Tony Robbins. So if you go oh, to like awesome. at least the power of the or date with destiny, she's the one that's she up on the big it. stage. So uh literally as she exited the stage, Peter looks at me as like, dude. I wouldn't want to be going up after her. Good luck, buddy. You want to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. and go? He was like just taunting me the whole time. It was so funny. I'm like, bro, are you freaking serious? He's like, yeah, just, be, just being honest. Like she just crushed it. Are you ready to go up there? I'm like, I guess. But um, we have, uh, obviously, she was our Peter moderator. Marie. We had last year, we had um, Andy Miro uh, did a photography course from App cool. Aesthetic. Um, Yogi Dennis, Jenny Perna. We had Uchi Udiatu, who like, seems hey, to be right. everywhere at the same time. I don't, you know. Um, but uh, Ritter Even Rams, for our financial aspect, we've had Peter Malouk who speak, who runs Peter Malouk, the biggest, 210 biggest, billiggest uh, under management. Under management. Yeah. So I think what you guys do well there, and I really like this, is you bring people from outside of dentistry and also people yes. inside of dentistry yes. and create this narrative that people can bring back there. But now let's just get to what dentists really like, and that's worrying about wasting money. It's literally what keeps <laughs> them up. So you're going to give them a 10x money we've back. We've always guarantee. had that. So oh, we've always I, had this since day one, 10x guarantee. If I spend $5,200 bringing my team or Let me get my calculator. Hold on. What's that? Let me get my calculator. Go yeah, slow. So, 5200 5200 and you're saying we are so confident in the impact of this summit that if this doesn't happen, we will give you your money back. 100%. Yeah, so it's a 10x guarantee. So over the year of the summit, if you don't collect you know, 10x what you spent, we'd gladly give you your money back. Over the, ne- if the, the information that you gain from the summit in the next 12 months, if you don't recoup that by 10 times of what you be, you know, because we give you a big, there's a big manual that comes with it and there's a lot of worksheets and there's, there's action. So if you implement the things we're talking about, right, it's not just going to be fairy dust that's going on you if you don't go home and do the work. Yeah. You go home and put in the work and implement the things that we've talked about. We, that we have guaranteed that kind of return. And yeah. Craig we've had, we've actually, really... Pete, sorry to cut you, but we've actually had people like Brandon Mack out of Tampa sent his hygienist and his front uh, administrative team without him. Yeah. I was like, holy smokes, that was freaking crazy. The genesis so like... of that, though, Paul, was Craig and I, again, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, you know, when in the beginnings of us going by ourselves, was that it was neat, it was interesting, but so many times either it's been a pamphlet for, you know, um, for some company, let's just call it, right? There wasn't much to do. It was, just, it was hearing a lot of just promotional stuff for, for a company or it wasn't really things that like you could hit the ground with day one yeah. and make money on the investment that you took from time 
and physical capital that you'd spent on that trip. And so we said, if we're going to do this, let's A, give a guarantee and B, give people tangible stuff to take home to actually go and do it. Yeah, take action. I love that. And that's, that just sort of gives removes the excuse uh, syndrome of dentists of saying, hey, if I don't do this and then and they, dentists love games, too, and dentists love, you know, competitions and even created one that's totally awesome because it's the competition with themselves that, you know, uh, prevents them from losing money if they don't do it. And, and it makes them make money. And then they get to use these skills over and over and over again indefinitely. I want to ask. Next for you guys, you know, we'll spend about another 10 minutes here. And I want to kind of ask a few questions that would help my audience. You don't know what it's like to be a parent before you become a parent. People can't explain it to you. They can explain it to you rationally, but they cannot explain how it feels until you become a parent. So maybe I would share that. I didn't type quite totally know how worried I'd be about my kids before I became a parent. Right. I didn't quite know that Gary V talks. Some people, when do I stop worrying about my business? He goes easy. When do you stop worrying about your kids? Never. So I didn't tell you, what do you think dental school or the process doesn't really share with dentists before we become a practice owner? What would you say? I'll ask Peter Craig, what would you say you wish they knew or you should watch out for this or be aware of this? I would just say, I I think they prepare you adequately to be a clinician. I think they prepare you highly inadequately for the other 50% of your job, which is going to be leading and conflict resolution and how to grow and market and scale and read P and L's and run an actual business that is predicated on the decisions that you are going to make as a business owner. So again, I know the old joke is we never got any business courses, but beyond that, we didn't get any public speaking. We didn't get any enrollment courses. We didn't get a whole lot of things. And so, you know, I wish that there was a lot more comprehensive. I wish there had been less, you know, less how to do a crown, you know, a class one crown prep and or class one, class one uh, filling and more on like, all right, now go and try to enroll this and let's see how you do to the, to, to Mrs. Jones. I want to share before Craig goes, it's such great. It's outside the operatory activities are way more unpredictable than inside the operatory activities. So what you be, your dentistry becomes predictable. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. predictably annoying when people don't know the meaning of the word open. And you're looking at a seven year old saying (laughs) open like an alligator, but I'm totally Mm -hmm. ready for that. Right. I'm ready for that. But when your assistant calls out because they're, family sick and it's a difficult situation those things are unpredictable and just to tell you guys people want to know what's going to when you if you guys come to philadelphia to our event just want you know in a certain part of people in philadelphia people park in the middle of the street it's totally normal it's going to blow your mind you drive through philadelphia they literally park their car down the center of the street okay my team will say that's totally normal so if you saw that you're going to say paul told me that would happen and i love what you said Peter. (laughs) dental school should say you're going to get texts at 7 a.m. that make you want to cry inside about your team, and you're going to have to yeah. move forward anyway. And yeah. you don't know what they're going to be right now, but you're going to have to figure it out. Craig, how about you? What should we tell dentists who are about to be practice owners to give them more context, awareness? Maybe it's to be not even be a practice owner sometimes. Maybe it's better to stay outside of practice ownership. Not that that's a judgment. What, what are some of the things you would share with our audience? Well, I like what you and Peter said. I mean, Peter obviously hit the nail on the head that, you know, there's – 50 plus percentage of what we do that if you don't learn, we'll, we'll have you literally go out of business. Yeah. And then um, I think that there's another narrative that's, um, you know, very in, endemic in our, in our schooling of that you're supposed to own a practice. And right. when we weed through the P and L's of friends and masterminders and bulletproof people, we oftentimes see 
that when you really extract all the numbers, you see a dentist that thinks they're doing really well, but they'd be better working for someone else at, you know, 26 to 35% of their collections than actually owning a practice. So it's like, do you love owning a practice like as much as skiing? Because right. and, and also you money. if you just make the money part, one of the things that's happened, I sell practices. So when I, when we were younger, you immediately made more money if you bought a practice, right? People are making like 120 as an associate, 150, they buy a practice, they make 250, right? This is, let's say back in the early 2000s. Now people come to me and say, Paul, I want to look at that practice in Montgomery County that does $600,000 a year. How much money will I make? I say 200. They go, I make 350 at a DSO. I go, yeah, it's a problem. Right. Yeah. Like if you switch here now, you could, of course, build it up and you could turn into a million dollar practice. But I just think that awareness of the reality of what happens inside the business of dentistry should just be shared more with our community because it impacts their family. It impacts their friends. It impact. I mean, you know, like some of these spouses are very successful that dentists are married to. So if a spouse is earning seven figures running their own business, like you said, Craig, maybe being an associate and not having mm-hmm. to worry about your practice outside hours is the right treatment plan for you. So I think those are both both awesome. And there's something beautiful about being able to just practice if you wanted to. Let's say yeah. that like you love the biz- you love dentistry and something to be able to being hanging the handpiece up and not thinking about it because like you said to the Gary V comment, I don't think I've had a day off in 20 years mentally, <laughs> yeah. mentally, yeah. right? I am constantly thinking about ways to innovate and market and next level and train and these things. And so you never mentally, you never get a day off. It would have been nice to, you know, times in my life been like, wow, that was a great case. I'm going home and not thinking about dentistry. Yeah, and also, the next Peter, you're, you're talking about mentally exercising the fun part of practice ownership, but it's also your day off where the person at the office goes, the sterilizer is making a funny noise. I'm like, is it doing Gaffigan jokes? Like, nope, it's running out of sterilizer energy and we have to buy a new one. And I go, oh, geez, I was just having my day off. So sometimes your practice taps you on the shoulder when you want to be tapped. I think actually, you know, go ahead, Craig, you can interject. I, I just wanted to say one thing that the factors that you're all, that the both of you are talking about lead to a major problem in dentistry, which is we're leading in suicide, depression, drug yeah. abuse, divorce. Like it, like it's incumbent upon the dental schools to start paying attention to say, okay, we have to at least broach these subjects because we're not doing well holistically as dentists because we're ill-trained for the positions that we find ourselves in. We're being told we should all be CEOs and do all right. this crazy stuff, which doesn't suit some of our unique personalities. And there's it's it's fairly binary. There's either like go off and become like CEO of multi-location DSO or you suck. And that's not true. You know, my father was a dentist and he worked four days a week and made a great living. And he, he had a great work-life integration, you know, even at, at 81, he's still in the office and there should be no shame in loving clinical dentistry and having one office. And you're, you know, don't yeah. feel bad that you have Amen. a job because you have a very well compensated job. Some people making three, four, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars a year, having this job. That's like, that's an amazing life. And, and that's and why it, I ask these questions that put people down paths with implant dentistry. I look someone in the face and say, hey, Peter, is it important for your teeth to stay in all the time? Or is it okay if you snap them in and out? And in right. that moment, from the look on your face, I know exactly what your answer is, right? But that's a good and, question. That's a so, really good question. It's not, it's not a sales tactic. It's a no, I just want to know. I don't want to disappoint yeah. them. So if right. I was talking to a dentist who's three years out of school and they say, Paul, I want to own five practices. I go, well, how about you start with one job? But I'll say, okay, I've got a question for you. Do you want to deal with patients more or your fellow dentists more? And I'll pause. 
And if they don't say fellow dentist, they should not be a multi-practice owner because the second you own more than one practice, the dentist is now what you're thinking about all the time, not necessarily a crown prep on number 20. And I don't think people teach you that either because right. I don't know, you know, dentist, the dental school hunger games doesn't make us the best of friends. Right. And then you oh, go and go, Oh, I'll just hire associates to go. Who, who, who likes you? They're like nobody yeah, right. likes me. I go, right. well, you're going to have to up that likability factor. Well, I want to add in our ending point. If, I always do this. If, if people just pop by right now, I talk about the three F's to see events that we do fun, food, and friends. Okay. Fun, food, and friends. And then the three L's learn, laugh, and be less annoyed together. So with the bulletproof summit, I'll let you guys wrap up, just inspire my audience why they should get on a plane, go to Las Vegas, hang out with the three of us, learn, laugh, and be less annoyed together. Craig, I mean, isn't that enough right there? Yeah, get, I get know. on a plane and go These to Vegas dudes, with the three right? of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> For the aforementioned reasons that you were talking about, people actually don't know what they want. There's a famous quote I love. It's never fool, never fool yourself, but remember you're the easiest to fool. People just don't understand enough about what they want. So there's literally thousands of dentists that are listening to, to a message that says, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to do this. And they're on the wrong path. And at least if they are on the right path, this is a pressure test for them to say, what is it that I really want? What does my career really mean to me? You know, when you say, would I rather deal with dentists or patients? That's one layer to it. You know, I've had Mm -hmm. people say to me all the time, I want what you have. Well, why? Because I want to make money when I'm not working. I'll think, well, come to my office, 50 people in a box. I love it. It uniquely suits an extrovert. I'm an energy vampire. I want to suck everybody's energy up. But if you're an introvert and you're going to build a 13,000 square foot dental office with 12 doctors and 50 team, you're going to be freaking miserable. So know mm-hmm. thyself is the first tenant, to, you know, I for, love for our, our summit. And, and I mean, obviously you can take your team on, uh, on, you know, an event that's going to be a lot of fun and maybe a little bit of learning, but I, I see you can actually have it all. You can have the three F's. You can actually learn because learning is fun. It can be in a great event, a great venue like the Wynn Hotel, and it can be beneficial from an ROI standpoint. Yeah, you don't have to pick fun, and choose. And the ROI here, like you guys, you guys have great con. ROI to me is relationships opportunity and the impact we have on others peter right uh, and and money though too i mean and money yeah yeah i think that i think the last thing i would say on this is there's and we've seen it time and time again is that there's such power in the proximity getting in in proximate location with other teams who are striving right if you're bringing a team or other dentists or putting yourself in that kind of that that petri dish of just Want everyone wanting to go next level. And like you said, maybe locally dentist, you know, maybe locally the dental firing squad is a circle. I always say, yeah. right. But I think when you, when you expand that and be, and like no different than Craig and I, right. Craig and my relationship beyond our friendship has been invaluable because I bounce things off of him. Yeah. He wants the best for my practice, just like I want the best for him. And we have connected hundreds, if not thousands of people to do the same thing. So getting yourself in, in, in a position to have proximate relationships is just invaluable. I always say it's like a battery, right? You're starting to connect all these 12 volt batteries yeah, together before you know it, you have this, this kilowatt machine that you're leaving there just energized. And with a, you should do a visual of that with some of the people who've done it and have them all like connected, this yeah, connected a battery right? for, for, for power to be like, um, yeah. And, and you're just leaving empowered and, and not, and it's, and it's not going to lose momentum because hopefully and luckily you probably brought some of the team members. So now you're going home with this ultimate leverage and excitement. And now you're crystal clear. You're aligned on the next 12 months of your life. And it feels 
inspiring. And one of the things I'll wrap up, well, people can go to dentalnachos.com and visit us. We'll connect you with uh, the Bulletproof guys for their podcast. The best website, info at bulletproofpractice.com. You can text BP to 215-543-6454. We but- just said the website. That was the email. Email. What's the best one for the summit? Same one. Bullet- the email is info at bulletproofdentalpractice.com. But the, Bull- but oh, the in- summit is bulletproofsummit.com. Okay. Bulletproofsummit.com. Perfect. Well, thanks for uh, sharing that. And people are driving, listen to this. But when I brought a coach in in 2010 and my teams wrote me some nice notes, they said, Paul, this really helped me in the dental office. But what you gave to us helped me in my personal life. It made me a better sister. It made me a better wife. And I really appreciate you putting this in front of me back in 2010, for sure. So when you bring your team to these things and give them exposure to things that they might not think of, you get to transform a person while they work for you and after they work for you and other people. And I really applaud you guys for doing that. So thanks so much for being on here. Um, And I got so many good uh, comments on my podcast. My last thing, how do people listen to your podcast? Um. You, you mean you got so many comments? When comments you were on the on. one I was on with you guys. People were well, yeah, well, all over the country. We published it on our, yeah. So people yeah. that were listening to art, they heard you as a guest. Yeah. It was, um, so really, I guess you can just download it. I mean, the easiest way to kind of check out all the things that Craig and I have a book, it's called um, the Bulletproof, um, the Bulletproof Practice. But there's a book on Amazon. It's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a quick read, but it's definitely tactical information you could take away. You know, so a lot of this information, all the things we do and the events and stuff are on, just go to bulletproofdentalpractice.com on our website. And it'll show you kind of how to listen to the pod, how to engage with our online community. We have a basically a private network that you can just engage with for free. No different than it's like a Facebook, but we wanted to get away from the distractions of Facebook. Um, You know, not that, not that, uh, you know, I totally get it. Well, there's, it's not easy. Facebook, I have a lot of them and I'm going to share. I I did it. The last thing I'm going to say, the Bulletproof Bromance starring Paul Rudd and Ryan Reynolds playing Craig's Bodak (laughs) and Peter Goldman. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, buddy.